0: Good evening, podcasters. Today I'm going to share with you Meditations on the Eternity of the Pains of Hell, written by St. Alphonsus Liguori. The book's title is Consideration of Eternal Truths, and it was copyrighted in 1926. I'm going to pre-warn you that this is not a very positive read. However, it's something we need to hear as Christians because... Our soul's eternity depends upon it. Consider that the torments of hell will never terminate. The damned suffer in every way, and they suffer eternally. A hundred years of suffering will pass away, a thousand will pass away, and hell will still be only its beginning. A hundred thousand and a thousand million of years and ages will pass, and hell will still begin anew. Were an angel to be sent to one of the damned, informed him that after as many million of ages have expired, as there are drops of water in the sea, leaves upon the trees, and grains of sand on the seashore, or upon the earth, he should be delivered from hell, this news would fill him with inconceivable joy. For although he would be compelled to suffer for an innumerable multitude of ages, Still he would be able to say, the time will come when my sufferings will end. But alas, as many ages will really expire and hell will be only its beginning. This number of ages may be multiplied as many times as there are grains of sand on the earth, drops of water in the ocean, and leaves on the trees. And at the close of the immense period, hell will begin again. There is not a wretch in that abode of torments that would not willingly make this proposition to the Almighty. Increase, O Lord, as much as Thou pleasest. My torments prolong the duration of them to any extent Thou pleasest, provided they may terminate. But no, this termination will never be granted. It would be an alleviation if the unfortunate sufferer could flatter himself with the hope that perhaps the Lord would one day have compassion on him and deliver him from hell. But alas, he will always keep the sentence of his eternal reprobation before his eyes, and will see that all these pains, this fire, this despair, these lamentations will never cease and will never end. O hell, O eternity, how can man believe in you and yet continue to sin? Christian soul, pay attention to these truths. Remember that hell is for you if you live in sin. This horrible furnace is already enkindled under your feet and numbers throughout the world are falling into it. While as you are reading this, reflect that if the same misfortune ever befalls you, it will be irreparable. If ever then you did deserve hell, thank God with all your heart for his mercy in having spared you. Weep over your sins, employ every possible means of securing your salvation. Frequently approach the sacraments, read daily some pious book, entertain a sincere devotion to the Blessed Virgin, recite every day the rosary, and fast every Saturday in her honor. Be firm and resolute in resisting the beginning of temptation, invoking frequently the holy names of Jesus and Mary. Flee from all occasions of sin in short, use your utmost endeavors to avoid eternal misery, remembering that there cannot be too great security where eternity is at stake. Consider what numbers of men have hidden themselves in deserts and shut themselves up in caverns in order the more effectually to secure their eternal welfare. And what are you doing? Oh, give yourself sincerely to God and say to him from your heart, Lord, behold, I am now thy servant, ready and willing to do whatever thou commandest me. Mary, assist me. I wanted to share this reflection with you on Saturday, because that is the reflection that's guided for this week. And um, I hope you have a chance to deeply reflect upon those words and re-listen to this podcast and share it with someone you love. I also wanted to share meditation because um, today is the feast day of St. Simon and St. Jude. And I believe this was from the Magnificat, the meditation. And this is what Pope Benedict, the late Pope Benedict XVI, had to say. God rest his soul. It is essential to keep clearing in mind that our identity requires strength, clarity, and courage in the light of the contradictions of the world in which we live. Build yourself up on your most holy faith, pray in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ until eternal life, and convince some who doubt. Realities as great as moral integrity, joy, trust, and lastly, praise, belong, since it is all motivated solely by the goodness of our one God and the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. May both Simon the Canaanian and Jude Thaddeus help us to rediscover the beauty of the Christ in faith ever anew and to live it without tiring, knowing how to bear a strong and at the same time peaceful witness to it. Pope Benedict died back in 2022. He reigned as Pope from 2005 to 2013. Okay, so we have great um, examples of the faith, and um, we need to really pay attention to how God spoke through them and how he's speaking through us today. I also picked up the book, once again, uh, written by Gus Lloyd, A Minute in the Church, Volume 2, copyright 2013, Nihil Abustat, Reverend Monsignor David L. Tupe, and Pramater Reverend Robert Lynch. And this is what he had to say about angels. He said, Angels are messengers and servants of God, purely spiritual creatures they have intelligence and will and they are spiritual, purely spiritual creatures, they are not people but sometimes appear in the form of a person I was very very blessed, my brothers and sisters back in 1996 of April to have an encounter with my own guardian angel I didn't know at the time it was specifically my guardian angel, but as time is going on, I'm realizing and I'm learning through my reading about angels that it was my guardian angel. And this angel appeared and covered me. And at that time, it was my boyfriend, but now is my husband. And he spoke and said, This is a blessed and holy union. And That's all I remembered and I never really thought about it much as time went on. But then when I start reading about the angels, I think about how profoundly blessed I was to hear those words, to see the wings of the angel being so massive and covering me that day. I'm awestruck by God and his power to reveal my guardian angel to me. And I can't help also but to think, He revealed that to me for a reason. You know, maybe he wants me to speak about angels to other people and to share my experience and to share my truth. So in the book, Gus Lloyd goes on to say everyone has their very own guardian angel. The Catechism on page 336 tells us from the beginning to death, human life is surrounded by their watchful care and intercession. Besides each behavior stands an angel as protector and shepherd leading him to life. And I remember just a couple of days ago, I was driving from a doctor's appointment, and or actually to an appointment, and this car was coming up behind me really, really fast. And I saw him in my rearview mirror, and all of a sudden he made a very quick turn to get into the left of me so he would avoid an accident. And I thank my guardian angel in that moment. I want to also share with you Padre Pio. And if you are new to hearing about this wonderful saint, let me share how powerful of an intercessor he is. See, Padre Pio, he is a powerful intercessor and prayer warrior for Christ. Um, first, I want to tell you that My personal experience with Padre Pio um, goes back many years. Um, I was introduced to him through helping a complete stranger who needed a ride to church every day for two months while she was visiting uh, South Florida. God put her in my path, the church office called me on the phone, I said yes to the request and the rest is history. She introduced me to Padre Pio. I learned about his uh, beautiful American shrine in Bartow, Pennsylvania. I had the opportunity to actually go there because of this woman, Anne, and she has since passed away in 2018, but she's forever in my heart for bringing me so close to the saint because not only myself, but my mother and my girlfriend, Nina, we all have a very special devotion to padre pio and he has heard my prayer recently while praying outside of an abortion clinic and we were only there for maybe a few hours and the next day the group that went to go pray there told us that the abortion office was completely closed down for 24 hours the next day so I don't know what caused that. I'm contributing it to Padre Pio, my prayer, because I had called on Padre Pio, and I begged him in the name of Jesus and Mary to place at the foot of that abortion center Padre Pio's personal guardian angel, and I begged him to close it down. I'm going to keep praying that prayer until that place does close down, because I believe in my heart Babies are worth saving. And I know there's so many women out there that want to have a child and that can't would love to adopt a child. And we need to be more pro-life than we are. And unfortunately, a lot of these colleges are right next door to these abortion clinics. And um, it saddens me to see so many abortions still being given and to the woman that's receiving it's not understanding what is transpiring not only to her body to her baby but to her soul so I wrote this letter to Padre Pio it's very very short I'm going to share it with you and I wrote this on our son's birthday I said Padre Pio saint and powerful intercessor prayer warrior for Christ Come into our hearts. Come into our minds and our soul and guide us properly to Christ Jesus. Help us to be more aware of our soul, our body and our mind, that all three work in conjunction and serving Christ. Help us to secure our place with Christ forever and for all eternity. Help us to better know our faith and to confess our sins on a regular basis. Help us to be reminded of God's truths, God's promises so we may always desire to live a holier life dedicated to God and dedicated to the service of others. Our time is very short here on earth. We will soon all return home to Jesus and this is not our native land. We are just traversing through time. Our final destination is to be forever with Jesus. Amen to that. And lastly, while in adoration today, um, I try to spend time with my Lord because I think it's uh, recharging my soul and my prayer life. And it's quieting down the whispers and the noises that are happening in the background. So if you don't go to adoration right now, I highly recommend that you sign up for one hour a week. Or if you can go one hour a day, even better. And you will see the fruit Of our Lord come to life inside of you. So on the feast day of St. Simon and St. Jude this is what I was inspired to write about before going into the Adoration Chapel. The beautiful sound of chirping birds fill the air. Their wings flatter so quickly to fly. Tiny miniature birds in the brightest primary color of blue my eyes ever did see a red cardinal, a tiny yellow and brown bird, a black crow cawing, and not a cloud in the sky. The fall air is so fresh, and the breeze a mere delight. It is here amongst the chirping birds in the great company of the Lord. Consumed by the moment, Christ and I share. Remaining in Christ, Christ remains in me, Silent yet fully aware of him. I am in his company on the bench right here where I sit He the Almighty is present. It's a very nice morning To say the very least I received Holy Communion in the state of grace From my special Shepherd Father Patrick Francis O'Doherty and life is good. I'm enjoying a delicious green apple my favorite of all snacks trying to Uh, eat healthier these days uh, which is not an easy feat (laughs) genetics reveal a whole new reality to us a different type of bird begins to sing our lord's praises as my husband would say so lovely Christ's spirit is felt here on these ever holy grounds one cannot explain it one can only simply feel it The tiny birds, the buntings, are searching for breakfast in the grass. It's cute to watch. God allows me to observe with great delight his creation. Today, from 3 to 6 p.m., our church is having a picnic, and I'm really looking forward to a nice afternoon with everyone who has signed up for a day of fun in the sun on church grounds with our extended church family. But for now... It's 9.45 a.m. and I plan to spend the next hour and a half in holy adoration, praising my Lord. I'm thinking about my precious and my first granddaughter uh, who is in the womb of my precious daughter-in-law and I look forward to holding her God willing this April. I also was reflecting upon um, readings, various readings in the Bible from Exodus, Genesis, Tobit, Luke, and Matthew. And I want to share some of the verses that were striking a chord in me like Alexio Divina. So I read from the books of Exodus 20 to 23, uh, verse 26, no woman in your land will become barren or miscarry. And I thought if I would pray from the book of Exodus, just maybe one woman would be saved from a miscarriage Genesis 22 11, 18 in your descendants all nations of the earth will find blessing because you obeyed my command and I think when we read the Bible we are entering into that holiness with God and we bring that holiness to life through the way we live and so I pray for all our future descendants in our family that will come after us, and so forth. Tobit 512, 514, you are of good lineage, welcome. I thought that was profound too because when I look back on my ancestry and I look back on my paternal and maternal side, I see nothing but holy men and women that really love their family, love their their faith, and believed in the truth of the Catholic Church's teachings and I'm a part of that and I feel very welcome in my church right now and today just being around everyone on this picnic brought to life Jesus's presence. Jesus was stirring in everyone's heart, everyone that spoke to each other. I even got to see one of our newly blessed communicants and um, he's only seven years old and I asked him today if he would consider becoming an altar server and he said yes so Jack is a very precious young man and his dad's studying to become a deacon in our church so I'm very grateful that we have holy people stepping forward in our church to serve the Lord better God bless his mom who's carrying their fourth child and uh, may she have a very healthy Rest of her pregnancy, Tobit ten twelve daughter honor your father in law mother in law they are now as much as your parents as the ones who brought you into the world, and I was very blessed to have a stepfather in law. My father, my husband's dad, died many years ago, and his mom remarried and. Uh, I always tried to love my mother-in-law and father-in-law like my mom and dad. And to this day, I call my mother-in-law mom, endearingly. And my stepfather-in-law has passed in 2019, but I still pray for his soul. Tobit 11, 14, Blessed be God, blessed be his holy name, blessed be all his holy angels. The angels are becoming much more important, especially the guardian angels like I just shared with you. They have a place in our life, and it's important that we get to know and study more about the angels. Tobit 12, 12, 12:8, Prayer fasting is good, almsgiving and righteousness is better than wealth with wickedness. Tobit 12, 12, 12:11, One must declare the works of the Lord with due honor. Tobit 12, 12, 12:18, Bless God every day, give praise with song. Amen to that. Tobit 1220, write down all that he has happened to you. And I think that's what I'm doing right now. I'm writing an autobiography. So um, please keep me in your prayers. I'm hoping to bring to light the fruit of the church, the fruit of our faith, to help people to grow and become their best self. We all have great potential, but we need to be cracked open, and the scriptures help us in that area. Luke 1:26-38 the infancy narrative the annunciation and birth of John Zechariah's wife daughter of Aaron her name was Elizabeth barren told to not be afraid your life will your wife will bear you a son and she shall name him John he will be filled with the holy spirit and turn many children of Israel to God turn the disobedient to understanding the righteous prepare a people fit for the Lord Angel Gabriel said in the sanctuary to John, I was sent to speak to you and announce this good news. And um, for a period of time, the father was a mute. And then he went home and Elizabeth conceived and he received his voice back. And Luke 1.30, the announcement to Mary, Luke 1.37, nothing is impossible without God. And my, one of my most favorite sayings is, greater is he that is in you than is in the world. Luke one let Let's see. May it be done unto me according to thy word. Oh, that's what Mary said. The angel departed from her. And then Matthew 18.10, parable of lost sheep. See, it is that you do not despise one of these little ones. The angels in heaven always look upon the face of the Heavenly Father. And if you go to the Catholic Catechism, you can read page 328 and 336 for further research. So my brothers and sisters, this is my podcast to you tonight. I've given you a lot of information to reflect upon. And please do so while you're in adoration or at home. And um, continue growing in your journey toward Christ with me. God bless you and have a good night.